You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Pastor Vlad inviting you to a Race to Deliver 2018 conference with Apostle Gen Chi. Every year we've been seeing people get healed, delivered, and set on fire to pursue God. And 2018 conference will be no different. We would love to see you here. If you want more information, just go to our website, hungrygen.com slash conference. And now let's get to the message. This morning's service is focused more on freedom. Uh, new year, new you. In order to have new you, there has to be a change that happens within our life. But that change has to happen in the spiritual world before it happens in our natural world. I have a, uh, in, around the house that we have, we have a curbing and, and the rocks uh, inside of the curbing. And many times I had to, when I do the lawn, I walk around and I see a lot of cobwebs all around there. And I take a groom and broom and then I quickly remove them, clean them up. And then, you know, two weeks later, the spider web is, the, is there again. And then two weeks later, the spider web is there again. And the, that's how many people live today. Every new year begins, they start a new year's resolution. I'll lose this, I'll lose that, I'll change this, I'll change that. By February, you recognize you're back to your old you. Then January begins, you start that again, you start that again. And there's no problem with you. If the only thing we are doing is cleaning the cobweb, they will come again. You have to first kill the spider and then clean the cobweb. All New Year's resolutions are gonna actually not gonna work if things don't change in the spiritual world. And there's a spiritual world that exists and it affects our world. The spiritual world has angels. The spiritual world has also demons. These demons, they affect us personally. Whether you're a believer or whether you're a churchgoer or you're not, you will know one thing for sure is that in the world there is presence of evil. People don't just go into the small church and shoot up 13, 50 people on nothing. People don't just strap themselves with bombs and blow up buildings for nothing. And it's not just because people are mental. There is presence of evil in this world. And actually, you don't have to look at the news to see the presence of evil. Look within. There is things inside of us that want to do bad that we say, I don't want to do that. And so before we go into the, what the Bible says, I just want to show something that's very real and very practical. The demons are real. And God is real and many times demons hold us back from actually becoming who we're supposed to become and I understand that the topic of spiritual warfare and the demons is like for India, Siberia, somewhere in Africa where people like don't see television, people don't like have education and it's, it's stuff like that. I want to bring it home because there's more demons that are in America than many other countries. It's just they're educated, they're clever, and they speak fluent English. Don't look at your spouse right now. Right at <laughs> Amen? Amen. And so um, I have a little clip to show you. Um, uh, warning, kids, all the kids are in kids church. There's many reasons why we have kids at kids church. Because we discuss adult stuff. And so um, this might be a little bit scary, but it's real. What have you done in his life? So this is an I'm evil spirit. You're taking him away from what? From God. Taking him away from God. Who are you? What is your name? Speak out. 
Words too strong. What is your name? You have a name. Speak out in Jesus' mighty name. We're too many. You're too many. Holy Ghost, fire in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, you can pause. You can pause for a second. Now, for the record, I understand there is no voice effects on that. There's no, this is not Hollywood production. We're not there yet and stuff. So, but there's no voice effect. This young man who looks wonderful. Some of you know him from Chihuahua. He plays in a, in a band. He played in a band. And so he came dressed up in a suit, came nice to the service. And during the service, started, something started to happen. And evil spirits started to torment him and manifest. They brought him to the front. And then all this stuff started to happen. Now people might ask, how much did you pay him? We didn't pay him. We didn't bring him here. He came on his own. And so Alexis, um, for the benefit of us who are sitting here today, how did this demon enter into your life? Well, I asked it to come into me because I was, I asked God to help me out because it was a time in my life where I just felt like, I, like I, I, I wasn't able to do anything. Like um, I asked him to come into my life and, and then from there, you know, I asked, I asked him because I wanted to feel happy. I wanted to feel like I wasn't scared of anything. So when that happened, you know, it happened for a while, you know, but. So your brother passed away. Yeah, yeah. So your brother passed away. You come to God and you ask God to come in and help you, give you happiness. Yeah. You feel like God is taking his time, mm -hmm. right? So you speed dial the devil. Yeah. So you like, you literally asked the devil to come inside of you. Yeah. Did you also go to like, you went to the cemetery, right? Cemetery and, uh, no, are you from a Christian background? why in the world would you ask the devil to come inside i mean were you thinking this was a joke or no um did you really think the devil's gonna make you happy well i thought at that moment i thought he was wow but hey and so did you feel after after you did that did you feel something come inside of you yeah i did i i felt happy for a, a pretty good while but you, you, something started to happen to you because after that you start having outbursts of anger that actually end, you start breaking things, beating things, even end up in jail. Yeah, um, I started um, to get mad at things. Just My mom would ask me, hey, let's go to church. I'd be like, I don't want to go to church. We have to go. And I would just get mad and like, I felt like I was an animal. I would literally get mad and start throwing my arms around and like saliva would come out of my, my mouth when I would go. Okay, so Wow, wow. You think that had anything to do with what you did at the cemetery? Yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely did. <laughs> wow. And so you, you came here for prayer and, uh, okay, for the, uh, there are people in here who probably have second thoughts. They're like, well, this is all staged and everything. Was this staged? Was this your acting? How long did you practice for this? I mean, was this real? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real. What was going through? I mean, was that you? What was happening to you? Um... Well, I came in here, you know, and I honestly wanted to leave. I was, I was just there. I, I knew something was in me because I started shaking. What was in me didn't want to be in here. But I knew it had to be in here because once you come to the presence of God, the demon is going to come out running out. Unless, unless they take you out before you get a chance to get him out, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> And so when this was happening here, you were in the, we have people in the prayer line today, they're a little bit scared now. They're like, man, what did I sign up for? They didn't tell me that and stuff. Don't worry, you're fine. The demon is not going to be fine. 
but what was happening did were you in your mind or were you like in the background when when this demon started to speak i mean what was happening to you were you gone or you, you can you recall these things um when that happens to when that happened to me i was there but some something else was, was, was taking control of my body there was nothing i could do how long has it been now since you've been freed um two years two years, two years? yeah Two years. How do you feel? Do you still uh, get around beating people and stuff? Oh no, no, no way. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of times, evil spirits they manipulate people's emotions. Now, that doesn't mean that every time you get angry, you got a demon, because we also have a flesh. But when it goes to this extreme you can't anything that you can't control is controlled by someone else and bible makes it very clear to us that that someone else is not an emotion it's an evil spirit it's an evil entity it's the devil where he lives inside outside on the top on the bottom on the feet we don't we don't know we don't care one thing we do focus on is this is jesus called us to cast out evil spirits amen and some people go to church all their life and never once in their life see actually this stuff being real we read it in the bible and it's like it's like watching an exorcist of emily rose or something it's like man this is strange I'm glad i'm not there but the bible says that these things will be happening today and so and we see this is just one example of many testimonies i can pull up right now of people who've been freed and after that their life has been changed and transformed in order to have a new you in the new year you have to be demon free you have to be free. Can somebody say amen? amen? Let's give a round of applause for Alexis. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you for sharing. Now, with an introduction done, let's go to the conclusion and we'll be out of the way. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says the following. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Somebody say amen. amen. I want you to look at this verse one more time. Salvation, strength, kingdom and power has come. Because Satan, the accuser of the brethren, which is the devil, has been cast down. In order for us to see salvation be released to our family members, strength to be released to our life, and in order to see the kingdom of God being released and the power of God being released, we have to have a spiritual warfare in which Satan has to be brought down from the place of authority, control and influence in our lives. When Satan is dethroned, only then you can truly reign in life as Jesus Christ has promised for us to be the moment the spirit of anger was dethroned then salvation then strength and happiness and new life came to Alexis and the same applies to us when we see dethroning and this is what happens when we repent of our sins this is what happens when we wage spiritual warfare is that this freedom happens if you set up new year's resolutions and you set up the goals i want to do this and this and that but in the spiritual world you don't kill the spider you don't kill the one that creates the cobwebs you are only wasting a very precious energy because in few weeks you'll be back at the same place you started and therefore the message today that we are, we are starting this series and we are starting this year saying let's deal first with the spiritual force don't waste your precious time find the spider kill the spider and then clean the spider web are you with me and so i want us to go to 
understanding that the spiritual world is real. There was this guy, Charles Finley, he was called the father of a modern revival movement. He was alive a long time ago. He was one of the guys who really affected what is happening to a Christianity in the United States today. Charles Finney was a lawyer and he didn't believe in God and one day he approached the Bible as a lawyer and God touched him. He encountered God. He became a Christian, started to follow Jesus, started going all around the colonies at the time and preaching the message of Jesus. He had an, an enormous and a great success with salvations. Charles Finley was so powerful with God one time he went to a factory just to see the factory and the, and the lady was putting some bolts together in the factory she looked at him merely looking at him she starts crying so he came up to her he says what's happening what's bothering you she says I'm just feeling convicted of my sins she said why she says I don't know I look at you and I just feel guilty he says well can we pray she says of course let's pray as they start praying the rest of the factory members dropping underneath the whole factory closed down for three days for repentance and the CEO says, I guess they need religion more than money. Let's give them a revival. Charles Finney, during his lifetime, led 500,000 people to Christ. But Charles Finney had a guy who was helping him. His name was Father Nash. Father Nash, he was an intercessor. He was a very dangerous man. Because if you end up on Charles Nash's prayer request, few things will happen. You will get changed actually he was known to collect the harder cases in the town at the time and he would pray them through this father Nash guy he was traveling with Charles Finley everywhere he went and he would pray for a week before the meetings pray during the meetings Charles Finley would get up to speak and the power of God would move and they would think it was because Charles Finley was anointed they didn't know there was somebody sending a spiritual missus in the spiritual world and creating a spiritual breakthrough which manifested in the natural realm one time uh, Father Nash had this instance when during the services of Charles Finney there was this group of 10 to 15 guys they were troublemakers and they caused disturption in the services they started to you know really create a commotion and Father Nash got so mad he got so frustrated he went to the group of these 15 guys and he says I'm going to give you seven days you will either get saved or you will all go to hell in seven days and die when Charles Finley heard that, he's like, my God. He came up to these guys, he said, guys, he's actually serious. He said, I've seen anything he prays through. He says, he will not stop. And Father Nash went for seven days, not stop praying. He says, God, for the sake of the revival of other people, either save these kids or send them to hell before time. In six days, the main guy got so convicted during the service, got saved. Charles Finley goes to him and he says, you better go tell your guys because you got one day left. And within one day all that gang got saved and they became evangelists. You got to be careful with prayer intercessors. Spiritual world is real. When things change in the spiritual world, they manifest in the natural world. When things change in the spiritual world, they manifest in the natural world. Are you with me? I want us to read another verse in Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I want you to see something as we're getting a little bit closer to prayer right now. Daniel chapter 9, he calculated and found out the prophet Jeremiah has said, Israel will be in exile for their sins for 70 years. 
and after the 70 years they will be freed 70 years has passed and Israel wasn't coming out of the exile and Daniel does something very interesting Daniel starts to pray and fast so that God will cause his word to come true now this is the the weird part if God says it it's supposed to settle it if God said it it's supposed to be done but Daniel understood it would be done if there would be no opposition God's promise and God's prophecy would automatically come true every time God had something for you if in this world there will be no opposing evil opposing what God has promised therefore every single person here has a destiny from God every single person is meant to do great things for God I have performed funerals for some guys who had prophecies given by prophets that they're gonna reach millions for others and they died before their time out of overdose I've also seen other people and you may say well what happened to the prophecy see God gives a prophecy a prophecy remember this a prophecy is your potential but that potential is always met with opposition because see the devil hears the prophecy and he thinks that hey you're gonna reach thousands for Christ you're gonna impact your generation and he says well listen I'm not gonna let that happen and that's why prophecies don't come true because God says them you have to link your prayer and your fasting so that the opposition against the prophecy will be broke down That's why Paul tells Timothy, this, we're not making this up, I want you to see this in Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. Paul says to Timothy, this charge I commit to you son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you made war, good warfare. Wage good warfare. That's why I love the testimony that we heard today. The prophecy was given, hey God is going to open a new chapter in your business, but you have to pray and fast every dream you have from God God stands behind it but you also have an opposing power that says not gonna happen when you have a desire this year to lose weight it's God's desire for you you have a desire to lose debt God's desire for you you have a desire this year to get married you have a desire this year to pay off your debts and maybe to sponsor some charity you have a desire this year to break the addiction of smoking or drinking we have a desire to kick the pornography addiction in the side whatever the dreams you have God says I'm with you but there is something that stands against you in the spiritual world and therefore Paul says Timothy he says you got the prophecy son fight why because there's a position to that that's why prayer and fasting is going to be the lifestyle for us this year first three days of the month we want to take that why because i got a lot of prophecies that i need them to come true and you got a lot of prophecies you got a lot of dreams from god that i want them to come true i don't want to die with the richest place being my cemetery i want all of the potential that god has placed to be utilized and i understand there is opposing forces and god says i want you to pray and i want you to fast why so that the potential you got inside will be realized not squandered are you with me come on somebody In Daniel chapter 10 verse 12 then he said to me do not fear Daniel from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourselves before God before your God your words were heard and I have come because of your words but the prince of the kingdom of Persia which stood me 21 days and behold Michael one of the chief princes came to help me for I have been left alone with the kings of Persia 
we see in this interesting story Daniel is going to 21 day fasting he's fasting from the sweets the meats and and the dairy he's just eating the the fruits and the the vegetables for 21 days and the angel comes with after 21 days and says Daniel the day you made up your mind to fast I was dispatched I was on your way to actually give you the answer but the prince of Persia withstood me now for the record in the Bible there was one time a sm small ranking angel killed over 100,000 people in a split second so an angel an archangel little there's nobody that can stand the chance how come an archangel of God so not just a minion angel like an archangel says I had a resistance for 21 days from the prince of Persia he wasn't talking about a human king according to Ephesians chapter 6 we know that in the spiritual world there is principalities there is kings there is the spiritual forces they occupy and oversee territories and this angel of God says to Daniel when you were fasting there was the resistance going on and because you kept fasting I broke through and I now come to you to give you an answer spiritual forces are real and when we pray and fast as a church we see breakthrough in there which happens in here amen I, I've seen this the more in a more real way we see the now in our services but one of the most dramatic experiences I've had was in uh, March 9th March 9th 2014 we took a group of about 50 to 60 people in Nigeria Lagos Nigeria and as we were there in the service there was this incident that happened that we found out later it was a very scary incident that Nigeria has a terrorist group that's responsible for 10,000 killings in the past 10 years called Boko Haram some of you have heard them when they kidnapped the girls and they're really terrible and they attack churches and they kill Christians so we took a group of about 60 people with us and uh, my whole brother all of my brothers and sisters were with us there as well during the service uh, so this my family so first time we were all going for deliverance came back and during the service the preacher there the pastor his name is Chibi Joshua he was wearing jeans the same jeans for three services straight and so not because he couldn't change them but God told him to remain in prayer and fasting for three days and not to change even his clothes but to remain like a soldier because something is about to happen what he did not know at the time is that a four guys a terrorist group decided to bomb them be the meeting during the week that we were there they came strapped with bombs and they were waiting for services to end the services there they go from 11 to 17 hours a little bit longer than what we have here and as we were sitting in the front over here as you can see over here we were sitting right here they were waiting to actually put a bomb right there at the doors at the exit as many people were coming out so they can strap the bombs and kill as many people as possible which means we would be the first ones to die but they were waiting for the service to end they went across the street to a little bakery place to eat food and wait for the services to keep going until the service comes to an end as they were watching the service streamed live in that little bakery something started to happen the Holy Spirit's power started to affect those guys and they started to feel uncomfortable so three guys realized you don't want to mess with the higher power they left one guy was a stubborn he decided to resist it and decided to see how much he can take of it and the owner noticed that and quickly dragged him to church I was sitting in one of the first pews there so I saw him being brought in and then the pastor comes in and they begin a prayer for this man who is a terrorist and right in front of me you know in my mind terrorist 
were like on this level where God doesn't even give them a chance to be forgiven. It's like when you reach that level, God's like, uh -uh, no salvation for you, straight highway to hell because of what they do. They kill people. And I saw in front of me a terrorist and the demon started to manifest out of him. Evil spirit was cast out after about like 20 minute prayer. When the evil spirit was cast out and you can watch a little video right now there's no audio for that when an evil spirit was cast out he was not only he was puking he was throwing up and all this stuff was happening when an evil spirit started to manifest and eventually when he came out this man this terrorist he changed there was a reaction on his face that started to change there is a, he started to cry he started to weep and eventually he got on his knees and he accepted jesus christ the problem wasn't with him. The problem, there was evil inside of him they needed to be got rid of. And see, and I learned that day, evil people need to have evil removed of them, not just evil people removed. Are you with me? And you will start seeing the, the change. He starts, he starts throwing up, he starts puking. There's our team sitting right behind him and stuff. And so, and then God started to do the, the work and this guy he says he never stepped into church before this is his first time stepping in comes from an islam religion but he started dabbling in the occult mixed the occult with the other stuff and start going around killing people and then he gets captured by god this is he wakes up after the deliverance he looks like literally he got captured or something he's looking completely oblivious to what was happening he starts smiling he comes and becomes a different man and that day I changed my opinion. There is nobody too bad God cannot forgive and God cannot change. I'm going to tell you one of the reasons I cast out demons. If it wouldn't be for that, I would be dead. If deliverance wouldn't be real, I wouldn't be here today and so about 20 other people. Deliverance is real. God hates the devil, he loves people and we hate the devil as well because of all the stuff he does toward humanity. Are you with me? And the way we overcome personally the forces of darkness is what we've learned in Daniel, is that we pray and we fast. In the conclusion, I want to mention to you why fasting is very important and how to fast. I want you to see what Daniel did. Daniel made up his mind to fast. Many times people say, I can't fast. Uh, because you know I have a physical illness and there are some people who have a physical illness they can't fast majority of us we can fast the problem with fasting is not with food it's with your mind you have to make up your mind to fast if God responds to a made-up mind your body will too if God responds not when you say I'm gonna push the plate aside for three days or for one day but when you the moment you're sitting right now and you're making up your mind you're saying you know what Vlad I'm gonna agree with you next three days I'm gonna fast that's when God says I'm gonna start coming for an answer if you make up your mind God will respond your body will come in alignment and the devils will begin to start being broken in your life in order to see change in your life there must be change in the spiritual realm and the spiritual realm is not affected by your tears it's not affected just by how hard your life is it doesn't react to your sympathy it reacts to a war and war is done when we fast so I challenge our church to do that you know I was studying if you watch an Amazon an Amazon Prime they have a, a science documentary called the science of fasting 
in Siberia in 1995 there, there was this center there called a center for starvation and for over 15 years 10,000 people have went through that center two-thirds of those people who went through the starvation center has seen their symptoms either disappear or completely decrease the only thing they do in that center is they actually don't eat they exercise for a little bit they drink a lot of water and they have physical doctors that check your vitals and they check your blood and they check everything about you and and what they do there is they go for 21 days without eating they've seen asthma they've seen arthritis being cured they've seen even mental disorders being cured by numerous fastings this is not a Christian program this is a secular program during, during former Soviet Union scientists went on a study and they developed actually a study that is not known to the West today where fasting activates healing powers of the body so there's a lot of healing that happens even outside of the outside of your faith when you begin to take time to fast and I really want to challenge you with that I remember watching also how in Germany they have a center and in 1918 there was one guy who was on a wheelchair after two fasts later he was cured he opens a center and now over 2,000 people stay there regularly from 3 to 21 days every single day and the, what they do is they drink water they rest they exercise they go for little walks they spend time alone in the nature and because of that they see healing happens in their in their body there is power when you fast and I want to encourage each one of you one of the str strongest things that you will see in your life when you fast is that you will overcome spiritual forces amen I want you to rise to your feet and I want us to read this verse together in Psalm 149 and verse 6 and 7 and 8. For those of you who can see this verse, I want you to read it together. For those of you who can, you can maybe pull it up from your phone. And so on the count of one, two, three. May the praises of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with feathers and their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. The praises of God in our mouth and the Bible says, and a double-edged sword in our hand. So the word of God, can somebody say amen? So Bible says, God says, I want you to have praise in your mouth, not panic, but praise. And then he says, I want you to have a double-edged sword in your hand. To do what? To inflict, to bind kings and nobles and to carry out. You know why demons scream when we pray for people? Because pain is being inflicted. The same way you touch a fire stove, you feel the heat. When the demons come in the presence of the Holy Spirit, they scream. And that's a good pain for them. We have to inflict. When Jesus came on the scene, he came to a church like this. He started to preach and the Bible says a demon started to scream and says, Why did you come before time to torment us? Jesus doesn't just come to cast them out. He came to inflict. Come on somebody. I believe. I believe it's been too long that the devil's been inflicting us. It's our time that we inflict pain back on His kingdom and on the evil in Jesus' name. Come on somebody. The second thing, 
he says not only we inflict but he says that we bind what do we bind kings and nobles demons run in pairs the king of maybe for some people it's an addiction for some people it's depression for some people it's some kind of anxiety the king and the noble the nobles are the minion the smaller demons we bind them and the third thing he says is we carry out God's assignment and what was written against them in Jesus name can somebody say amen can somebody say amen hallelujah you know I want you to watch just 30 seconds of a clip of how many of us actually live when it comes to spiritual forces warning it's a little bit funny it will prepare you just for what we're about to do go ahead come here Turn off the stage lights. Stop it, bear! Stop it! So there's a bear there. Bear! You can turn off the stage lights. Bear! Bear! You're breaking it! You're breaking my kayak! Bear, please stop! Please stop, bear! It's the end of September! Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep! Why are you here? Oh! Bear! Bear! Stop that! That's all. How many of us? We pray sometimes like that. Bear, stop that! Please stop that, bear! Bear, please stop that! Please stop breaking my thing! Just to remind to me that you can't cry to bears. You gotta shoot. The only thing bears respond is to power, not to your tears. And I wonder how many of us are like that. And so when we come to church we don't come to cry to the enemy we come to take our position in Christ and we shoot we inflict we bind and we carry out the vengeance against them because somebody say amen we know who we are in Christ we know what belongs to us hallelujah and so today I want you to take your position in Christ next year is going to be the best year of your life because you're going to deal with spiritual forces today. You're going to overcome spiritual powers today. And you're going to see breakthrough in your life, in spiritual realm. It will manifest in your health. It will manifest in your finances. It will manifest in your relationships. It will manifest in your family. It will manifest in prayer requests being answered. Because what happens in the spiritual realm manifests here in this realm. I want you to lift your hands right now. Just begin to stand in your authority in Christ. We're going to pray in just one minute. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.